I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, and rejoining us is still Steve Boniface from Find Pub Sport. Uh, we're going to be talking about England now. He had some free time. We had him, hadn't had him on in a while. We're like, why not just double up? You're English. Um, so, obviously, <laughs> this uh, is crazy news. Sam Allardyce already sacked. Uh, after just two months, obviously not the way everyone thought that this would go. Uh, so for people that don't know, what has happened here? What has led to him being sacked so soon after being given the job? Well, for people who don't know, I'm guessing you're not listening to this podcast um, because the people who are interested in football will know because you can't <laughs> miss it. It is everywhere over here at the moment. In a nutshell, um, he is, he's is he been found as part of an investigation into corruption in English football by the Telegraph. Uh, many people are pointing fingers at the Telegraph, by the way, and saying they shouldn't have done this. Um, but it's not their fault if the people they're talking to are corrupt. Um, that he spoke about ways to get round rules regarding third-party ownership. Um, he also offered to um well he also used his position as england manager to secure um a role for himself as an ambassador in in the middle east or something like that um for at the cost of four hundred thousand pounds uh, to him in his pocket uh, he criticized roy hodgson and took the mickey out of his speech impediment um and just basically came across as a very arg- arrogant um Person. I mean, a lot of people have also said, if you've been following the coverage, that it was not corrupt what he said. It was just ill-advised. And technically speaking, he didn't say anything wrong. And a lot of the things he did say were he did clarify by saying, I'd have to run it past people to see if it's OK. But the fact is, it's a, it's a massive embarrassment, uh, embarrassment for Big Sam to have been caught even talking about these things when he's only... 67 or he was only 67 days into um the the job that he'd wanted his whole career yeah it obviously has been very crazy uh in the interim gareth Southgate will take over for your next couple rounds of uh friendlies and world cup qualifiers is this acceptable Uh, obviously there was no way to have anybody lined up as this was such kind of a bang bang kind of thing What's what's the assumption of how England will play under this interim manager? Um, he's done well at under-21 level. Um, so I think a few people are seeing it as his audition for, for having the job full-time. Although when Roy left, he did say he didn't want it full-time at this particular point in his career. So whether that's changed in the course of Sam Allardyce's tenure, who knows? It hasn't been very long. Um, 
But if he if these four games go well and England play well and play better than they have in recent times, um, then then Southgate might feel like you know the timing is right and pressure will be put on him to to go full time. I mean, it, initially. It's going to be a wait and see what happens. Like you say, there was no plan for this. Uh, my initial thought was actually that I felt a little bit sorry for Big Sam because he um, he's made it clear that ever since he started his managerial career, he wanted to manage England. This is his dream job. Um, and and I thought, oh, you know what? There's some, some reporters gone in there and tried to make him say stuff. Um, but then the more I think about it, the more I think, you know what? This is a man who is getting paid however much already by the English FA. He criticises them for being money-grabbing as well. That's something else he said in this taped um, conversation. He talks about the FA being money-grabbing and how they mismanaged Wembley or something. Um, and he's uh, he's um, using his his place to get a job for another £400,000 as if he needs it on top of what he's getting for the job he's got. So I think it's just greed. I think, uh, and hey, shock horror headline, there is greed in football, uh, who'd have thought. Um, but I think it's just, it's it's caught him out this time. Um, in terms of what happens next, Southgate, if he does well, we'll see. If not, then I'm looking at the BBC Sport website as we speak, and there's a little picture here of Eddie Howe, um, Alan Pardew and Steve Bruce, um, who are the English names in the frame. Um, Greg Dyke has once again brought up Arsene Wenger, um, which I cannot see happening. Um, but he is a name that always seems to be mentioned whenever the England job is is around and about. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. They, I don't think they've got a plan yet, um, other than to see how Southgate does um, over these next few games. But to be honest, if he does well, then he's got every chance of getting offered the job at least on a full-time basis because what we saw in that first game in charge for, for Sam Allardyce wasn't a massive improvement on what we saw over the summer. I didn't think it, he picked eight of the same players. There was It took a last gasp goal to beat a team that England should have comfortably beaten. And then did you see the, um, Kev, did you see the interview that really made me laugh that he gave after the England game last time? No. Because, he was asked, he said, oh, what what, uh, what do you make of Wayne Rooney come dropping deep all the time? Because so, often the, it, Wayne Rooney was playing between his two centre-backs hmm. in that England game. And get in, as a result, he was getting in Dyer's way um, and Del, Deli Alley's way as well. He Basically, he was <laughs> taking up their space on the pitch. And Sam's response, I'm paraphrasing, was to say, well, who am I to tell... Rain, Wayne oh, Rooney that. to do. <laughs> yeah, he has more international experience. Oh, yeah, man. who am I to tell him what to do? Well, you're the manager. That's who you are to tell him what to do. And if he's not <laughs> doing what you... If, if he's doing something which is damaging the team and it's against what you've told him to do, drop him. He's one player. Anyway, so if Gareth Southgate can... can um, overcome this malaise that seems to be over the England team at the moment and maybe freshen things up a bit, um, then we shall see, I guess. Um, he's got every every chance compared to any of these other um, candidates whose names are in the frame. 
Fair enough. Uh, the Telegraph also mentioning that this may be a deeper issue, saying that there are eight managers or former managers that may have partaken in the same kind of activities. I'm going to say allegedly a whole lot now because yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get into any weird trouble like that. Allegedly, this is all happening. Uh, are you surprised or upset by the fact that this is happening in football? For me, I'm just not that surprised. This is the same sport that's run by FIFA. Yeah. Who are constantly dealing with corruption and backhanded deals all over the place. I'm personally not 100% sure why this is so stunning to everyone. But but what are your feelings about this coming out? And do you feel it hurts English football on the whole? My feelings personally, um, I mean, they haven't named any of these eight managers. Apparently there's two championship managers as well um, who, who they're investigating with the help of the Telegraph. The FA and Telegraph are working together. I am not surprised in the slightest, um, nor do I think it should happen. There is enough money. It, it goes back to what I was saying about greed. There is enough money floating around in football from legitimate means, as in fans who are willing to pay however much money for tickets and however much money for uh, TV like uh, TV um, contracts and. There is enough legitimate money rolling around in football for their, for their, this not to be a problem. But then again, wherever there is a lot of money, there's, al- there's always going to be corruption. So part of me thinks it shouldn't happen, but part of me isn't surprised that it happens. And part of me thinks, you know what, we're not going to, it's never going to go away completely. So uh, I've got to try not to let it sour the enjoyment of the game. I mean, I quite often, I, I sympathise with people who look at footballers um, and say they are overpaid for what they do. Um, they, you know, it's, there's way too much money going to these players for what they do when you think about on a larger basis. I don't want to get too deep here, but, you know, the, some of the issues going on in the world and what could be done with some of that money. But at the same time, they are part of a free market and the free market dictates that people want to pay this much money to watch them play. And that's not their fault. And so it's not it's not Arsenal's fault that people will pay up over a £1,000 for a season ticket. And if one person doesn't want their season ticket, someone else will pay for it. It's not their fault. That's business. Um, I don't want to sound like Donald Trump hmm. at all. You sure um, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really don't. But I think in this context, is supply and demand. Um, there is a huge demand for football. And no matter how many times I look at it and go, you know what, the behaviour of football players, to my personal moral compass, is quite often horrible. But at the same time, I can't help watching the game. I can't help sitting down and watching a game of football because it's a great game. Mm. Um, and until, and as long as that is the case, I think I kind of class myself as an average football fan. And as an average football fan, I dislike the climate that the game is played in, and I dislike a lot of the personalities involved, but I do like the game. And that wins out in the end. Um, so, no, I'm not surprised that there's bribery and allegations um, and bungs um, being alleged, for legal reasons, we have to use the word alleged, like you say. Um, but I don't think, it's, I honestly don't think it's going to go anywhere. Um, I think it's always going to happen. Uh, until the bubble bursts, if the bubble ever does burst, because it seems like people have been saying that's going to happen for for a long time now. Hmm. 
Yeah, hopefully uh, this doesn't continue, but obviously it will, is basically my uh, uh, unfortunate yeah. take on it. Um, you yeah, mentioned... I prefer that it didn't happen. I prefer that it didn't happen. I prefer that the game was played in the right spirit. I played. I prefer that the finances behind the game played in the right spirit. I prefer that the millions of pounds that were put into the top end of the game were shared out a bit so that the grassroots of the game got a little bit more of it. Mm. Um, but it's not going to happen. So, you know, we've just got to enjoy what we have in, in a sense. So nothing we can do. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Um, you mentioned Eddie Howe and how, he's <laughs> and how he is being mentioned for... <laughs> Uh, really not on purpose for the uh, <laughs> England job long term. I think a lot of people are of that opinion. We just recorded a segment on Arsenal where he was being bandied about for potential replacements for Wenger. It's too soon for Arsenal. I assume you think it's too soon for England as well? I do think it's too soon for England. Um, he will be England manager at some point. But can I can I let you in on a secret, Kev? Go for it. England aren't very good at football. <laughs> Yeah. So, but they are during qualifiers. So they are during qualifiers. <laughs> during qualifiers, brilliant. Especially now that you know qualifiers are extended and and like if qualifying's brilliant and great. But in tournament football, England just aren't very good. We don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the players. It's just one of those things. Like so. Whether it is Eddie Howe or Alan Pardew or Steve Bruce or Sam Allardyce or me or you put in charge of England, we could stay in charge for the qualifying campaign, do a tournament, get knocked out. And for some reason, that's a big deal that we get knocked out of tournaments. Okay, last time it was against Iceland. And I'm pretty sure there's more people living in my street than live in Iceland. To be fair, every Uh, team but one gets knocked out at each tournament. Exactly. It's that's just a degree of. It's just a degree of when, yeah. Yeah, it's just a degree of when. So whoever the England manager is, I mean, you could argue that the most successful England manager of recent times 
or England managers of recent times were Terry Venables. And when I say recent times, that's 20 years ago as well. Terry Venables, because he got us to a semi-final. And Glenn Hoddle, because he actually had a, a generation of players who looked like they could win it. And then all that stuff happened with Beckham and Simeone and the red card against Argentina and England getting knocked out. Um, England aren't the kind of team who are going to be real proper favourites to win a World Cup in the same way that Germany or... And, and don't get me wrong, I support England. Um, I'm not. It's not like they're on TV and I don't sit and watch them and want them to win. It's not like I don't want them to win. I just don't think they will all the time. And I'm disappointed. I was obviously disappointed that we got knocked out to Iceland last time. But part of me was thinking, well, at least that saves us going out to penalties against Germany in the next round or whatever it might have been. So because England aren't very good at football, whoever is in charge of them is on borrowed time from day one. Um, Sam Allardyce happened to last less than 70 days because he said some stupid stuff, but he wouldn't have won the World Cup with England. He wouldn't have won the Euros with England. Um, Eddie Howe isn't going to. Alan Pardew isn't going to. Steve Bruce isn't going to. Arsene Wenger isn't going to. Um, we just don't have the players. And this is sort of the ongoing debate in terms of what, what should we do about the number of foreign players in the Premier League? Um, is that ha damaging the England national team and all of that kind of stuff? And my take on it is if it is damaging the national team, so what? Because you get a national tournament or an international tournament every two years, which we get to enjoy for the space of, what, a month? Yeah. I would rather have an excellent Premier League filled with all the talent from all over the world that I get to watch every week of the season than have a good England team that I get to watch every two years. Hmm. So, That's and a until, hot take, man. And again, again, if I'm an average football fan, then I think that is a majority... People might bemoan the lack of English players, but really, next time, next time they need to sign a striker, they're not going to be looking at British players unless it's, you know, real top-level people like... Um, well, you could even argue that Harry Kane's having Harry Kane's doing all right again this season. He's kind of seems to have got over a blip. You'd know about that better than me. Mm. Um, but Vardy isn't on the form he was on last year. Um, so yeah, if if your team needs a striker, the names that are bandied around aren't English names, and you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Um, you can't say there aren't enough English players, but then as soon as you need a right back, you go looking at La Liga. So I think I would rather have that in and out every week, great players from all over the world playing in the Premier League and being able to watch them on match of the day than just occasional success with England. Um, and then as a result, the Premier League suffers because I, I believe it would. And the thing is, if that is sort of an unspoken acceptance, which I, I believe that is an unspoken acceptance that a lot of football fans have in the UK, um, they then nothing's going to change again. It's all it's always going to be the same because the the share of English players isn't going to go up because the demand for foreign talent, who are more talented than the English players, will always be higher. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and there are I mean there are there are all sorts of examples of teams who 
do better than England without having the the same infrastructure as England have and without having that many people in their in their um oh wait, look at Iceland <laughs> for example. Um Iceland got further than us, Wales got further than us and Wales haven't got any more first team players playing in the um in the Premier League or well the Welsh League is, is like is a lower part of the English League system, isn't it? So the Welsh Premier League kind of if you get promoted you go into the English system. So the Premier League is still the top of the tree in terms of Welsh football. Um and they got further than England and they haven't got rules about how many Welsh people have to be able to play in the top part of the Premier League. So I just don't it's it's just that the the players aren't good enough. Um and I would rather that England stayed mediocre for the Premier League to stay good. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird thing that came to mind while you were saying that. I've heard a lot of people criticize Serie A over the past few years and, and how Italian players never leave the country. And then I realized that on probably one hand, you could name the British players that aren't playing in the Premier League or at yeah. least in, in the UK. So that <laughs> all of a sudden seems a very unfounded argument that I've heard in the past. Yours, obviously, a very well-made point. Uh, to wrap this up, we're about to have an international break right after all this craziness. Uh, you mentioned how good you are in the groups. Convenient, you have the glory ties against Malta and Slovenia uh, in this upcoming international break. What are you expecting to see in that one? Um, six points. Um, Malta are the, you know, token minnows. Um, and there's long been an argument that the te- that teams like that should have their own qualifying previous, um, but I don't mind them being there. It doesn't make any, doesn't make any difference. It's just another game, isn't it? Um, and Slovenia uh, should should represent a win for England because if if you count Spain and Germany um, and well, if we if we're looking worldwide, Brazil. Um, and that sort of team among the A, A grade talent, the people who are always going to be there or thereabouts at the end of tournaments, um, then England are very much in the B to C class. Um, so there are certain teams that you expect England to beat, and then there are certain teams that it would be a real result if they managed it. Um, so and Slovenia fall into the teams that you would expect England to be. So hmm. should be six points. And if I had to pin you on where will Rooney play or if Rooney will play under another new manager? Um, well, currently, oh, you've got to say he wouldn't be on the pitch because he's not on the pitch for Manchester United and he's not going to be again this weekend. Um, and if the England setup is going to carry on with this idea that players have got to play, then he can't play. Fair enough. (laughs) All right, well, that will do it for us for now. Uh, Thanks again to you for coming on, doing a double show, but in case people only listen to this one, which you shouldn't, you should go also listen to the Arsenal Club update we just got from Steve. Tell the folks where they can find you, though. Indeed, yeah. If you want to give me any abuse about me saying that England aren't very good, um, then feel free to give me a shout at Find Pub Sport on Twitter. Um, uh, you can also find findpubsport.com online. It's a website where you can go and find local venues to watch live sport. Um, yeah, and there's news and blogs and stuff and fixtures on there as well. 
Awesome. Well, thanks again, and I'm sure we'll speak soon. Yeah, cheers, Kev. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.